Spinner on the head, spinner on the head, spinner on the head. Joey's got a spinner on his head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Short story bingo, episode 16. My name is Nate Chacon Third. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Um, hopefully, you guys all had a, a good Thanksgiving. I definitely have got some emails uh, about your guys' Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And um, I certainly appreciate uh, the food you guys had. I still I have leftovers. How many? Um, a fridge full. What about you? They're gone. They're gone. <laughs> They're gone. They don't survive till the next day, man. That shit gone. It's over with. We don't save food. There's no leftovers. No, that's it. On this podcast, we uh, I, I read a short story, whether it's by myself or with a friend or a guest, and we um, happen to talk about it, converse about it, while um, I, I make sure that the artist has... I have a short story. Oh, go ahead. Oh, okay. How short? How short is it? It's really short. <laughs> All right. I tried. I cried. Is that a story? That's deep. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't publish it at all. But it is a story. It is a story. It's mm-hmm. a story. Yeah. It's hard though. It sounds like a like a, a gravestone. Like on the back of it, it's like I I tried. I cried and I tried. Like a two disc album. <laughs> it's all I cry for. The double disc. A double disc. Eminem's last album. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's cool. Walk on water, my ass. Today's story we're uh, reading is called uh, Busted, a Thanksgiving mystery short story. So we're going to. Kind of piggyback off of last week to just uh, cool out with the Thanksgiving notes and uh, do a little uh, mystery little joint to get off of the facts about the whole situation. It's by Gail Farrelly. You'll see it in the comments. You'll see it in the links. You'll see it in everything below. And still holding the crown right now is the United Kingdom. Hey. Uh, <laughs> On the uh, country that beyond the United States that's uh, downloading my podcast the most. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And for this week, um, well, hold on. One second. AP, last week we were talking a little bit about where we can find your stuff. Where can we really find your stuff? I, because I had a couple of people asking me, like, oh, well, I tried to go. So if you could just let people know exactly where to find music. Uh, so, you're going to find me on soundcloud.com slash I am Alema. Mm. Yeah, Google me, bitch. AP. So we yeah. just had a show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very good. It's very good. Uh, it's cool coming AP up. release party. Shout out to Britain. Just have to show them love, man. Yeah, They're showing show love. Them. We gotta show them love. Next episode, we'll try to have tea, whatnot. I'm uh, very uh, on the cusp of like getting into Christmas mode, so I'm scrambling a little bit for presents, just yeah. like the rest of you guys. Do you have a secret Santa? Um, no, not this year. We mm. should have. We should have done that because that makes more sense. Mm. But. Um, it's okay though. Um, if you guys are scrambling, I'm just saying, 
Make sure that you're Googling as much as you can, researching these sh- uh, sites as much as you can, because there's uh, some deals out there. Yep. All right. If you're uh, looking for J's for someone, <laughs> Don't you do can it. go on kickscraze.com. Mm-hmm. You can get some average Jordans from there for, but they're dope. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Sometimes they're funny and sometimes they're sad. Most of the time they're funny because I hate to be sad. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. But don't take my word for it. Spare fingers. Yes. Sally and Tom Clarkson. Hold on, let me restart that. I had to take my headphones off for just a second. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sally and Tom Clarkson thought they were born to the manor. The problem was, they weren't. In fact, they were poor as church mice, always living over their heads, always in debt. Now that they were in their 40s and there had been no change for the better in their financial condition, they decided to do something about it. For many years, they've been waiting for an uninheritance. Excuse me, for an inheritance from Tom's uncle, Charlie. Fucking everyone loves Charlie. Everyone loves Charlie. Shout out, <laughs> shout out, Chuck. Chuck. Everyone loves Charlie because he always like he's the guy with the inheritance. So like they're like, oh yeah, well, you. Isn't that fucked up? He cut the I, paper. I don't know if it's fucked up, but like just because of the money situation. That's okay. Anyway nature. Right. For many years, they had been waiting for an inheritance from Tom's Uncle Charlie. They'd be getting a nice chunk of change while un- when Uncle Charlie bit the dust. That might not be for some time, though. He seemed to be quite healthy for an 88-year-old. You can still get this pints on his lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> he had poor eyesight and almost non-existent hearing. He walked with a cane as a result of a stroke he had suffered five years ago. But other than these few medical issues, he was fairly healthy. Too healthy in the view of Sally and Tom. And he still had all his marbles. So they're trying to, they're, they're hoping for my man that's 88 years old to drop off. But he's like, I'm not dropping off because I'm still around. That's how I feel. It's cold. The last time the Clarksons hit him up for a loan, Charlie had refused, reminding them that they were had, hadn't repaid the two prior ones. Sally and Tom were furious. It was unacceptable that they were forced to pinch pennies while this dinosaur lived in a life of luxury. They decided that he had to go, he had to go and, and they would give him a little push, and Thanksgiving would be the perfect day to do it. There would be a lot of potential suspects around. As Charlie always hosted a huge Thanksgiving buffet supper at his home. He always said he liked the idea of a casual supper, served buffet style in the evening rather than a traditional formal sit-down dinner in the middle of the afternoon or the holiday. More relaxing for everyone, but also just not the best way to fucking eat dinner at Thanksgiving. No. Thanksgiving dinner, go ahead. What, where, what, what are you doing for Thanksgiving dinner? Or what did we do? Wait, yeah, well, I mean, what what do you do? Like, like yeah, like, what's Thanksgiving dinner? Like, 
for us this past year it was it was a I mean kind of buffet style ish mm-hmm. you know um there's a lot of plates right it's a lot of people a lot of questions a lot of questions and a lot of emotion all the time all in one room have you guys watched the uh the justice league or one no i want to or the or the wonder woman or wonder woman i've seen wonder woman okay i haven't seen it so she she has she has this rope she has a a whip Mm-hmm. Is, is it called the rope of truth or something? Oh, I think it's the whip. The whip of truth or something? Lasso. It's like a lasso. Lasso of truth. My oh, wife fuck. uses it. <laughs> <laughs> he always said he liked the idea of a casual supper. <clears throat> Serve buffet style in the evening rather than a traditional formal sit-down dinner in the middle of the afternoon of the holiday. More relaxing for everyone. His staff prepared a sumptuous buffet of cold turkey, stuffing, salads, a cranberry souffle, fruits, fresh breads, and mouth-watering desserts. It was a command performance, and all the relatives and friends were expected to attend. And, of course, they did. Who says no to a multimillionaire? No one. That's who the fuck... No one ever says no. Is that much, though? Yeah, people do say no to Michael. I think people say no. People say no all the time. <laughs> Hella kids said no to Michael Jackson. Wow, uh, but there were some that said yes. <laughs> just kidding, I'm just joking. Oh my god. I don't know. But no, no, no. Every Thanksgiving for the last few years, Sally had been fixing a plate for Charlie from the buffet table. Because he was on a cane, that was hard for him to do himself. Mind you, she's plotting to kill him. So... As we're talking about this, just know that she's trying, she's plotting to kill this guy. How hard is it to kill an 80-year-old dude? Right. Well, this is, I mean, this is what we're reading about. This year, she'd be doing that again. She'd be fixing Charlie a plate, all right, and the food would be topped off with a little powdered pesticide laced with arsenic. It's a good start. It's a good start, yeah. I mean, if you're trying to, like, lay someone out. I mean, that's your daily Percocet story. <laughs> You'll be alright. <laughs> it was super fine. That's regular. You'll be alright. <laughs> On Thanksgiving Day, the Clarksons were in a good mood as they chatted to each other in their lease Lexus on the way to Uncle Charlie's. They didn't think about the fact that they were planning to end a life. <laughs> they just focused on the fact that they'd soon be beginning their own life of wealth and luxury. Sociopath, son. Just like, fuck it. Gramps is out. You know, we're in. There's no other. They were stopped at a red light when Tom averted his eyes from the road ahead and looked at Sally. He said, Now remember, and don't overload Uncle Charlie's plate with with the pesticide. A little dab will do it. She sighed and gave her hubby a mock salute. Yes, sir. He gave her a slight mi- a slight smile. Well, we don't want to make him suspicious, you know. The light changed to green and the Lexus sped ahead. Tom continued covering up items on his mental checklist. And you have your cell phone in your bag, right? Yes, yes, we've gone over this a dozen times. He banged his hand on the steering wheel. Sorry, sorry, it's just that if one little thing goes wrong, the whole plan falls apart. 
Sally ran a hand through her frizzy brown hair and then rubbed his pudgy arm, trying to calm him. Nothing's going to fall apart. That's why we had the dress rehearsal at Uncle Charlie's a month ago, remember? He nodded. And don't worry. I'll be sure to be at the end of the table with the full plate when you call, just as we planned, she winked. I'll just have to duck into the pantry and use the shelf space. Can't juggle everything, you know. When I have to answer the phone, sure it's convenient to have that nice big pantry there. It's bigger than the average kitchen. Yo, man, they're fucking plotting to do this dude out. Yeah, I put some thought into this shit. So is this first degree or second degree? This could be third. No, it's for sure first. Could be third. <laughs> could be third. Could be. Could, could be, be manslaughter. Could be manslaughter, which sounds like much more intense than it gets charged for. Manslaughter. It's premeditated. It's premeditated. It's clearly. You're right. Soon they reach Charlie's house. They got to they got the next to the last space in the huge circular driveway. Looks like a full house, remarked Tom. Sally smiled. Perfect. Lots of suspects, she said. They're doing a mystery, so they're gonna kill this dude, and it's gonna just drop into like clue. Apparently, that's that's what I'm getting right now. Agreed, Tom answered as they headed for the house. The tall, lanky Charlie, slightly stooped, was at the door to greet them. Tom shook his hand while. Sally hugged him, saying that she'd be fixing a plate as usual. He smiled his thanks. When Charlie moved on to the next guest, the Clarksons headed for the living room. Did you know that? Did you notice? Sally whispered, that he's wearing this that same New York Yankees cap he had on last time. Yep, Tom answered. He's a diehard fan. He bought, so am I. A Yankees fan? Yeah. What are you? What's, what's your team? Dodgers fan. Dodgers. Oh, man. We just lost. <sighs> Fuck, baby. It's okay. Yeah. It's all right. I think you guys are, I think you guys are good for like the next four mm-hmm. years. Up to four years. It's taking time. Yeah. But you guys are there now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's taking time. Yeah. That was, that, that was a good series. Mm-hmm. Another podcast. Yankees should have been there. They should have beat the Astros. They should have. Yeah, they should have. But they didn't. They lost in game seven. So. Yep. Or maybe that lesson was... Okay, hold on. Yep, Tom answered. He's a di- he's a diehard fan, he paused. But I guess his mother never taught him that it's impolite to wear a hat in the house. Or maybe that lesson was so many years ago, he's completely forgotten it, Sally said, adding. What I don't understand is why he doesn't buy himself a hat that fits. That one looks like it's about two sizes too big. You'd think that someone as rich as he is would buy clothes that fit. Mm. Tom nodded agreement. But actually, he was grateful that Charlie wasn't overspending on clothes. That means a larger estate. Yippee! When they reached the living room, they got themselves some white wine and mingled with the other guests. They forced themselves to engage in the kind of Idle chatter, typical among people who only see each other once or twice a year. Mm -hmm. We've all been in that. Like, you just... Every show. (laughs) (laughs) Was it his imagination, Tom wondered? Or was boring Uncle Ted even more boring than usual? He felt like gritting his teeth as he 
paying attention to Ted's shrivel. Then it was on to gossipy Aunt Jane, who didn't veer from her usually usual agenda. Amazing, thought Sally, the amount of gossip that woman could hold in her head and then spew out to a captive audience. Oh my god, who has that who dude do you have a gossipy aunt? I think we all do. Do you have a gossipy aunt? A I've got few a few of them. Just gossip. And they all get together around Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's Christmas, the reason why I don't fuck with them. And they that's attack you. Say that. Why don't you have a girlfriend? Like a pack of hyenas. Why ain't you married? Why are you always on your phone? Then I then I answer that with, Why are you always unemployed? Oh! She's like, Why are your clothes always mismatched? I'm like, Why are your kids always mismatched? Oh! It's called the Thanksgiving <laughs> Clapback. <laughs> it's what we're calling it. Yeah, no. I have, I definitely have. Yeah, well, you know, there's... Yeah, I have an aunt or two that might gossip a little bit. Mercifully, after a short time, it was announced that the buffet was ready, and the guests began to stream into the dining room, as you should, because fucking the buffet is ready to rock and roll. Not Sally and Tom, though. They bided their time. After a few minutes, Tom headed for the bathroom while Sally hit the buffet table in the dining room. Hey, I'm gonna, you know, hit the shitter. I'm gonna, you know, just... You know, the buffet's here, so I'm just going to kind of hit that. And, and so, is that cool? Like, yeah, no, I've been ready to just rock this out. She took her time fixing a plate for their host. When she was finished, she checked her watch and moved to the end of the table. As planned, her cell phone rang in her shoulder bag. She gave out with a loud sigh for the benefit of those around her. And then headed out to the pantry to answer the phone. Made a big deal that she was answering the phone. She put the plate on a shelf and reached for her cell phone. She said, hello, listen for a moment, said a quick, see you later, and then hung up. That's not weird. Now for the piece of resistance, she said to herself, she pulled the Tupperware container of pesticide from from her over the shoulder purse opened it and sprinkled the contents over Uncle Charlie's dinner plate which she temporarily put back on the shelf. She was ready to roll or so she thought. She planned on thoroughly washing the Tupperware container a little later before they left the house but for now she just wrapped it in a few paper towels and shoved it back into her purse. Sally paused to admire her handwork, handiwork the pesticide mingled nicely with everything else on Charlie's plate. She congratulated herself on a job well done. She killed him, and she's, like, fucking happy about it. She's like, yeah, he's definitely going to die from this. The congratulations turned out to be premature. For a minute later, she was startled to see a cop in uniform enter the pantry. He was blonde with a buzz cut. Typical fucking cop. Character image, like blonde, blonde with a buzz cut. His sounds, hands are on his belt. <laughs> sounds like some Scooby Doo shit. And he has, and yeah, and he has like, and he's like, he's like, got Oakleys on for sure, hundred percent. And because he's like twenty seventeen cop, he's got like the Apple earbuds that are Bluetooth mm-hmm. that don't have any wire joints. Mm-hmm. The dash cam off. Yeah. Yeah. 
He looked like a kid. At first she thought it was a joke. Too bad, at least for her, that it wasn't. With gloved hands, he grabbed Charlie's plate from the shelf and said, The police lab will be interested in this. He handed the plate to another young cop standing outside the pantry. Then he turned back to Sally and introduced himself. He explained that the cops were there today since Charlie believed he was in danger. Sally was in shock and didn't say a word. That is, until the cop continued. Quote, You'll have to come downtown with us, man. Your husband, too. Then Sally saw red. She sputtered, What? Is it against the law to fix a plate at a buffet table? Well, you see, it is when you're doctoring it with poison. He answered. Calling her out real quick. What the fuck? You put poison in this food. Sally fell to her knees weak. She wished she could sit down, but unfortunately there were no chairs in the pantry. She retained her bluster, though saying, You can't prove a thing. Soon, Tom Clarkson was on the scene, positioning himself next to his wife. What's going on here? He said. He looked ready to throw a punch. Just that cocked look, just like, what's up, dog? You've got, you've been there, this is just, what's up, dog? What's up? Talking to my girl, cop. <laughs> Everything is under control, Mr. Clarkson, Clarkson, the police officer said. I was just saying we need you and your wife to come down to the station and answer some questions. Yeah, like, why you guys thought you could get away with killing me? Now Uncle Charlie had joined the fray. Limping into the pantry and standing beside the cop. The guy that was supposed to be dead just got up and is walking toward me. <laughs> yeah, like why you guys thought you could get away with killing me? Limping up to the fucking sink. Gotcha, bitch. He glared at Sally first, then at Tom. Oh, uh, okay. You motherfuckers. The police officer said to Sally, Mrs. Clarkson, you mentioned proof. We have the proof, all right. Charlie saw to that. He pointed to some canisters. At least they looked like canisters on one of the top shelves in the pantry. Then he continued, Think, sportscaster, Warner Wolf's lion. Let's go to the videotape. Thanks to Charlie and his hidden camera system, we have the whole thing on tape. In fact, he has cameras set up throughout the whole house. We've been monitoring them today in the den of the second floor. Special attention to the one in this room, though. Sally laughed derisively. Oh, please. I, I find that hard to believe. Charlie's a technophobe. That's a fact. Good grief. He still uses a rotary phone. Charlie stared at Sally and said, Guilty as charged. Once upon a time, I was a technophobe, but no more. Haven't told anyone about this yet. My cat served as a cover-up. You see... A couple of months ago, I went to a research hospital in the Netherlands, had surgery, and got myself a bone-anchored hearing aid. He removed his oversized baseball cap and pointed to a tiny box-like mechanism behind his right ear. This thing is called a sound processor, he said. He grinned when he saw that Sally and Tom looked stunned. He continued, Big improvement went from being almost totally deaf to having pretty much good hearing, at least in the right ear. Right now, they can't do anything for the left ear. Too much damage from the war. 
Thank goodness for small favors, as Sol and Sally was thinking. Charlie was quiet for a moment, then shrugged and continued. My hearing isn't perfect, but it was good enough to hear you guys. He pointed an accusing finger at Tom and Sally. Damn, dog. Like, this is like, just, you know what I'm saying? It's getting worse. It's getting worse. It's just like, they don't, my man is just like, yo, you guys thought I didn't hear shit? I heard all of it the whole time. It's just like running in like weaves. Charlie was quiet for a moment, then shrugged and continued. My hearing isn't perfect, but it was good enough to hear you guys. He pointed an accusing finger at Tom and Sally. Planning my Thanksgiving demise a month ago when you were here for dinner. You were in the pantry for so long I suspected something was up. I eaved right outside and was shocked to hear a murder plot in the making. Heard most of the details. The next day I hired a security consultant to set up the cameras. Went to the police too. Tom was seething. His face was red and sweaty. He gave Charlie the stink eye and said, This is ridiculous. There's no truth. Sally signaled for him to stop talking and then barked, Shut your big fat yap. Don't, didn't you ever watch Perry Mason? We shouldn't say diddly squat without a lawyer. Tom looked annoyed, but he did shut up. Yeah, because you definitely shouldn't have a fucking lawyer. And you're just talking amongst friends, you dumb fuck. Just fucking say some shit. Fucking, fucking, I don't know. You're fucked anyway. You already have messed up, so at this point. The Thanksgiving gathering broke up a short time after the police left. A short time after the police left? That's when the Thanksgiving... That's when everyone broke out? Oh, well, I guess you'd have to leave after the police left. Because you're stuck, right? If you're at Thanksgiving dinner and the police just get there? I mean, they they can't eat. That's for sure. <laughs> they aren't welcome anywhere. At all. Fuck that. The Thanksgiving gathering broke up a short time after the police left with the two perps in tow. Charlie was disappointed that his party ended early, but he understood. The presence of police does tend to put a damper on things he figured. He, he was sad to see two of his relatives hauled off, hauled out of his house by the police, especially on Thanksgiving. On the other hand, he was grateful they, they hadn't succeeded in their evil plot to bump him off. He had been given a new lease on life and he intended to milk it for all it's worth. He started off by making the best of what was left of the evening. The movie Home Alone was on tonight. One of his favorites. He loved seeing two bungling bad guys getting outsmarted by a kid. Of course, he was no kid. But he too had outsmarted two bad guys today. He'd be lying to himself if he didn't admit that it felt pretty darn good. Yep, he learned a valuable lesson this Thanksgiving. He wasn't too old. To cut the mustard anymore. And that's that. Never too old to cut the mustard, bro. Or the cheese. Yo, my young man, he he uh he solved the mystery for these guys, man. That was wild. <laughs> that was wild. That was a little wild. Happy Thanksgiving again, y'all. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays. We're coming up on Christmas time. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, but we have a show coming up. Don't you have a show coming up? A big up? Gwanza. Yeah, we do have a show coming up. Gwanza. December 19th yeah. at the Metro. Yeah. AP presents. <laughs> 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 You're right. 
it's gonna be a dope show. Um, let's get all the details in, and next podcast we will unveil the whole joint. Whole joint. But uh, yeah, certainly. So very uh, excited. Yeah, very excited. That's all you need to know, though. December uh, December nineteenth. December nineteenth. Yeah, yeah. Just right before six days. We all separate for mm-hmm. like a week from mm-hmm. everyone because it's like because you got. Christmas and then you have New, New Year's. Year's and then after New Year's, you know, like so it's like just January fifth is probably where when the locals we all get convene. back together. Yeah, we all convene. Everybody's we all take a break from each other. Twenty pounds heavier. Or you should. If you ain't taking the breaks from your homies your and the whole people in the life, local scene, yeah. you need to reevaluate yourself yeah. what you're doing. Or just life, even you know your family, you know, like just like take a moment for yourselves. Certainly appreciate everyone that uh, has been listening. Short story bingo episode sixteen. Joey, AP, thank you so much. Of course. Certainly appreciate it. Anytime. Before we leave, um, I know England shows mad Mad love. love. Mad love. So we have to leave on the right note. Shout out to UK. Dun-dun-dun. Spare fingers. Yes.